Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's true, we have a very nice, large, live studio audience. We are live from the beautiful Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island in my home state of Michigan. So proud to be here. And we are, gosh, I lost track of how many of these wonderful Grand Hotel getaways that we're doing with Corporate Travel, Ave Maria Radio, Halo, wonderful co-sponsors. Our main speaker and main attraction next to Jesus, because Jesus is number one, amen? amen, is Father Michael Schmitz. From the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, Catechism in a Year, Bible in a Year, he'll be joining us at about 9.39. At 9.15, I'm so excited to have the president of the Grand Hotel, David Jersak, with us. Very excited because this is something when you're in Michigan and you grow up in Michigan, as I did. I was born on the East Coast and raised here in Michigan, that you just hear about this place, this beautiful place of Mackinac Island and the exquisite Grand Hotel. And those of us who are old enough to remember... How many of you have seen the movie that was shot here with Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeves, right? Beautiful. Why can't I remember the name? What's the name of the movie? Somewhere in time. Thank you. How many times have I seen that movie? But there's actually a section here in the hotel that has all these beautiful pictures from the film. It's near the, uh, the ice cream shop. And it's just a lovely thing to see. And the island is just so pristine. There's a beautiful Catholic church here in the island, St. Anne's. And it's just an amazing experience. So if you've never been or had the opportunity to come to Mackinac Island, it's a big draw, not just in the Midwest, but across the country and across the world, actually. And how many of you are here for the first time in the audience? A good number of people and from all across the country. Obviously, Michigan, we have Ohio, we have Texas, we have Kansas, Nebraska, North Dakota. So it's an incredible audience. And give yourselves a round of applause for coming here and joining us for the Grand Hotel Getaway. So again, as I mentioned, the president of Grand Hotel will be with us at 9.15. We're going to be checking in with our friends at Halo, one of our co-sponsors of this event. Kevin Cotter is going to join us. And then we're going to wrap up the 9 o'clock national hour on a Monday morning with Father Michael Schmidt. So looking forward to that. And it's just really, really great to be here and see so many wonderful families together and Catholic families and having fun on the dance floor. And we'll have some pictures on Facebook, on my Facebook page at MrsTeresaTamio.com. So that is our lineup for today. Do hope you can stay tuned for the entire hour. We have a very good size, large, live studio audience. And they're going to be with us for the rest of the program. We've got some prizes for them at the end, the giveaway. And I haven't thrown a Frisbee in a long time, but I'm going to throw a Frisbee. I have four of them. Ave Maria Radio 25-year Frisbee. So we're going to give it a shot. I don't know. I don't want to hurt anybody, but we'll give it a shot after, after the show. And I do want to give um, a shout-out. One of our attendees, Paul, and his wife Lucy came up to me right before the second hour of the program this morning. And this is such a beautiful witness in how we as Catholics can spread the faith and really put others first. So they received this package for the Grand Hotel Getaway from dear friends of them. They are Sue and Larry, and they're from Fargo, North Dakota. And Sue was unable to make it because she has some issues with cancer right now. But she said, no, you go and you enjoy it for us. So a shout out to Sue and Larry. And just give them a round of applause for offering this up. It's, you know, it's a very, very big deal. 
and allowing others to have this experience. And Sue will keep you in our prayers and your family. So what great people we have out in our listenership at EW10 and Ave Maria Radio. Let's take a look at the weather before we get to the news and take a break. So we have a strong system tracking across the Great Lakes region. But for those of us here, we're just going to have clouds today. So don't worry. You can still go outside. It's going to be nice. Low 70s, no rain. Thanks be to God. But later in the week, it looks like it's going to be picking up. There's a storm system tracking across the Great Lakes and also some other areas that threat for severe thunderstorms moving over to the eastern United States as well and forecast big sections of damaging winds, hail, heavy rain, and flash flooding with a few tornadoes expected. And then you're going to have a lot of heat down in the southwest. Not exactly breaking news. You know that, but it continues to Texas and into Florida as well. So that is a look at our national weather forecast here on a Monday morning, August 7th, 2023. We're live at the beautiful Grand Hotel at Mackinac Island. Time right now to check out the news and see what's happening, starting with the wrap-up of World Youth Day with Pope Francis. Let's get started on a Monday morning. Pope Francis closing a six-day international Catholic youth festival, also known as World Youth Day in Portugal, with a huge outdoor mass yesterday, an estimated 1.5 million attending the mass in Lisbon. And as Christopher Wells from Vatican News tells us, the Holy Father encouraging the young people to go into the world, to listen, to shine, and to be not afraid. Sunday's Gospel reading recounted the event of the Transfiguration, where Jesus appeared to his three closest disciples with his face shining like the sun and his clothes gleaming white, precisely in order to prepare his disciples for the dark hours they would face at Gethsemane and Calvary. También hoy nosotros necesitamos algo de luz. We too need light, the Pope said, a burst of light that is hope to face so much darkness that assails us in life. That light, he explained, is Jesus, because he is the light that does not go out, the light that shines even in the night. And we, in turn, the Pope continued, become luminous. We shine. When welcoming Jesus, we learn to love as he did. Continuing his reflections on the Transfiguration, Pope Francis noted the words of God the Father to the Apostles, commanding them to listen to his beloved Son. It's all here, the Pope said, all that is to be done in life. Listen to him, listen to Jesus, every secret is there. He explained that if someone is unsure about what God is saying to them, they can read the Gospels to hear what Jesus says and listen to what he says in their hearts. For, he said, Jesus has words of eternal life for us. He reveals that God is the Father and he is love. Jesus teaches us the path to love. Finally, the Holy Father reminded his youthful listeners of the last words of Jesus to his disciples during the Transfiguration. Get up. And do not be afraid. After the Mass, the 86-year-old Pope urging the young people to share their experiences of the past week and they returned to their home countries. He said, Dear friends, allow me, this old man, to share with you, young people, a dream that I carry within me. It is a dream of peace, the dream of young people praying for peace, living in peace, and building a peaceful future. Pope Francis also yesterday announced that World Youth Day 2027 will be held in Seoul, South Korea. A Republican congressman is threatening to defund the Department of Justice and Department of Homeland Security. 
We should hold funding back and force changes to the Department of Justice in the appropriations process. We should hold funding back from Alejandro Mayorkas for leaving the border exposed. Chip Roy of Texas says he doesn't intend to take money away from those agencies, but he also said he does not want to give the agencies a blank check until President Biden tells Congress how he plans to restore the DOJ and secure the border. Roy accusing the administration of weaponizing the Justice Department. An attorney for the former president, Donald Trump, expecting an indictment now from a Georgia district attorney within the next few weeks. If you look at the barricades, the fact that she's got her PR team doing fresh pictures for her, it's a good indicator that Fannie wants her moment. Speaking on Fox News Sunday Morning Futures, Alina Haba says Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is getting on the bandwagon with whom she called the rest of the corrupt district attorneys and attorneys general who have indicted a former president. Trump is being investigated allegedly for his role in trying to overturn Georgia's results in the election in 2020. As we mentioned in the forecast just a few minutes ago, severe weather is coming up for parts of the Midwest and the Northeast through today. The National Weather Service says there are increasing threats for thunderstorms and heavy rain as far south as Tennessee. States such as Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Missouri, and Kentucky facing a threat of damaging winds and large hail. Meantime, several tornadoes reported over the weekend across Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, and Nebraska. Forecasters say the severe weather is also making its way into the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, as we mentioned in the forecast. And a Florida man recently rescued from the Atlantic Ocean is said to be in good spirits after going missing for nearly two days. Charles Gregory's mom was so thankful her son was found alive. We cannot thank the Coast Guard, Fire Rescue, St. Augustine, everybody, the paddle boarders, the everybody. We just want to say thank you so much. The U.S. Coast Guard says an air crew spotted Gregory floating in a small boat roughly 12 miles offshore over the weekend before crews pulled him from the water. His family reported him missing on Friday after he did not return from an early morning fishing trip off the coast of northeastern Florida. While Gregory was sunburnt and dehydrated, he did not suffer any serious injuries. And Chris Caraggio tells us Simone Biles is back, apparently. The Olympic champion made her return to competitive gymnastics Saturday night in the U.S. Classic in Illinois. In her first competition since 2021, she performed in four events and landed the highest overall score of the evening. She beat several of her former Olympic teammates and easily qualified for nationals later on this month. Her return comes after her shocking departure from the 2021 Tokyo Olympics, where Biles said she experienced a mental block that stopped her from competing. It is a Monday morning. We're live at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. We're going to take a quick break and more live guests coming up. We started out the first hour of the program in the regional hour for Ave Maria Radio's Catholic Connection with our very own Chuck Gatica, who's a local media personality and the president of corporate travel, John Hale. We continue right after the break with the president of the Grand Hotel. And then we're also going to be checking in with our friends at Halo. And then the one, the only, Father Michael Schmitz will wrap us up on a very busy Monday morning. We're live at the very grand, Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. We'll be right back. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I want you to have such confidence in the Lord that you'll find such hope and see the beauty of the Lord, the majesty of God. What did our Lord say, huh? If your sins are as scarlet, oh, what? What's going to happen? They shall be made white as snow. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic.
People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back. We are live at the beautiful, beautiful Grand Hotel, Mackinac Island, and so honored to meet David Jursak, who's the president of the Grand Hotel. And um, I think you can tell people are having a little bit of a good time here, Dan. I mean, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? Beautiful. And so many new people from all over the country. Now, do you find that with the Grand? Obviously, it's it's a huge draw in the Midwest. But are you finding that you're getting more of an even international or a national flair with Def- the guests? Definitely national. Um, we see some Canadians that will come down. But what we see most recently is a lot of people from Texas, Florida, Arizona. You know, when you get above 100 degrees or 110 degrees or 115 degrees that some people tell me that, you know, a good 60-degree night on Mackinac Island will keep you here. Yeah, not to mention the, the beauty. This view never gets old. Ever. I don't care how many times. I've been coming here since I was a child. When we were younger, I, we, I don't think we uh, we were able to stay at the Grand, but we stayed at Mission Point and some other places. But when we started coming here as a married couple, there's just it's just so exquisite. And I was thinking about this last night, that we do a lot of cruises and with corporate travel, and my husband and I cruised for quite a while before we started going to Europe. I sometimes feel that we're on because of the elegance in the dining room and the way they serve the dinners. I feel like this is a giant, very um, standing still cruise ship sometimes. It gives me the impression of being on a a very elegant high-end cruise ship. Yeah, sometimes you think about it that way. The the funny thing is the Viking cruise line is now in the the Great Lakes cruise in the Great Lakes. Yes, yes. They are six feet longer than us. Wow. Which, as a competitive person. Yeah. It's tough. You're going to have to add like another we're, six we're, feet we're, on to working on it. <laughs> ten, ten feet just to make sure. Yeah. Well, let's t- tell me your story. How did you wind up here at the Grand Hotel? Uh, so I graduated high school. I said I was, you know, went to, to a small Southern Baptist college okay. in Kansas City. And then I was going to, uh, was a political science international relations major. I was going to go to graduate school and go work for the State Department and hopefully run for public office. And uh, I took a summer job in a hotel. Really? And that was it. And so, and so where did you, which hotel, how did you start your the, way up I the hotel business? was at the Weston Crown Center in Kansas City. Um, and then I moved to Omni Hotels and Resorts. And I was that, with them for 24 years. And 
I left Kansas City. I was in Dallas, Houston, St. Louis, New Haven, Miami, wow. Denver, Hot Springs, Austin, Phoenix, or Scottsdale. And then I left that company to go work for a, a third-party management company, the largest third-party management company in the world. And I would leave home every morning at, every Monday morning at 6.30, and I would come home every Friday night about 11.30. Wow. And so my wife and I said, let's find a job that coordinates two beautiful lives right. together. And so right. we moved here. And, and so it, how long have you been here in Michigan? September of 21. So it's fairly recent for you. So you came right after the whole uh, pandemic and yeah. COVID and yes. really kind of had to rebuild everything. So why was this location as, as a dad, as a husband, in addition to being someone working in the hotel industry, why did it kind of fit everything that you needed, do you think? So after being in the hotel business for 30 years at that point, leaving a corporate office and going back to a property, although I love being on a property, I was like, you know, I, I just don't want to go back to a hotel. And so, and this is a true story. There are eight hotels in the United States that I said I would work for because people kept saying, you sure you wouldn't go back? You sure you won't go back? And headhunters and different people would call me. I said, there's eight hotels and Grand Hotel was one of the eight. Wow. And so when they called, it wasn't, it, it was, I, 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 you know, uh, sheepishly went to my wife and said, okay, it might be another move. And she was like, oh, like, I told you I don't want to sell this house. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but listen, this is a pretty good idea. So she went online and she looked at Mackinac Island and by the end of the day, she said, they better offer you this job. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, they did. Um, we have grown children. Uh, we're a combined family. We have two 23 year old sons. Um, they're out of college. Um, we have a 19 year old who's took a gap year. She's going to Grand Canyon university, a Christian college in Phoenix. Um, and then my daughter, other daughter is graduating from Virginia tech. Wow. And so one daughter's here um, this summer. She was here with us last summer, and she's here with us this summer. And it is the one thing I've lived all over the United States, and I haven't had this many family visitors. Aww. I mean, yeah. everybody gets a vacation at, the, yeah. at, at my house, yeah. and so yeah. it's, it's great. And, and I think that's, that's, for you, obviously personal, but also these wonderful folks here, and you see this all the time, this is a family hotel. Oh, it is. I mean, and, and it's generational. So one of the first customers I ever met, guest I ever met, he's a retired federal judge. He said, I've been coming here since I was 12 Wow. with his father, and he was 84. Wow. 70 years. So he is now his great-grandchildren. You know, there, there's some generational opportunities to where, you know, families, and then you bring, you, now the new family member's coming, and, and it's the first experience for the baby at the at Grand Hotel, and everybody's super excited because yeah. it's the first baby's visit. And, and, we, and you'll see things that we're doing at Grand Hotel that are revitalizing the pool, revitalizing the Woodlands Activity Center, and, and nothing against everybody in the room except for a couple, like the gentleman right in front of me. It, it really is for you. It's for the next generation. It's, it's, it's so that their special memory is Grand Hotel, and so it's much easier to convince mom and dad to come back next year when the child is like, we got to go back to Grand Hotel. I mean, this, this is the best spot. I had the greatest time in the world. And I want to go back to Mackinac Island to eat more fudge and, 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 and swim in that pool. I like the caramel corn with the cheese mixed in. That's my favorite. So my favorite fudge on the island is, is at the Murray House Hotel. They make a fudge that doesn't taste like fudge. So I'm not a big fudge fan, but I will eat. It's a uh, lemon meringue fudge. Ooh. And I like lemon meringue pie. So it's like the worst of two evils. Yeah. It's like I eat lemon meringue pie and I'm eating fudge. Yeah. And so 
But if you're not from uh, Michigan or know anything about Mackinac Island, the fu- we have a nickname for the people who come just for the day. We call them fudgies, fudgies because they come and they stay for the day, get their fudge and go home. And then the island is, is a, wholly dif- a totally different experience at night it when the people leave. I mean, And it's great because if you can't, if you want to just go to northern lower Michigan, which is a gorgeous spot because you have Harbor Springs and Charlevoix and Petoskey and so many great places to visit. And the whole Pure Michigan campaign has just been really well received around the country with Tim Allen doing the, the voiceover work and whatnot. But a lot of people like to come for the day. Yes. So it's a fun thing to do. But it really does, I think, especially at the hotel, with the elegance of the hotel, it transforms itself at night, don't you it think? It does. And, you know, t- two quick facts about fudge. If you ever visit the island, for those people listening, if you just go get a sample from every fudgery, it's just <laughs> over a pound of fudge. And, and These are insider tips, tips, scoops you won't hear anywhere else, yeah. folks, just telling you. And over 10,000 pounds of fudge leave the island every day. Wow. Wow. Uh, we're talking but, but, at, but at night, sure. sorry to get back to your, sorry sure. to interrupt you. Um, it does. And so a million visitors visit Mackinac Island every year wow. in, in the six months that we're open. Less people in the beginning of the year in May. If you're from Michigan, you know it's not, it's not quite predictable weather-wise. And then October is beautiful, but there's some uh, in, unpredictability in weather there too. So really a million people come in about four months. Um, and it's spectacular. It's the... The island is busy and bustling during the day, and equally as spectacular is in the evening mm-hmm. when it calms down. And there's less people. You can ride your bike down Main Street uh, without zigzagging through. But there's this peacefulness that, mm-hmm. that descends upon the island at that point that is something special. And the stars, and you can even see the northern lights from here from you time can. to time, yeah, which is just beautiful. And just looking over the Straits of Mackinac, which brings the, the two Great Lakes, two of the Great Lakes together, and seeing those freighters, I never get tired of that. We went um, to have a, a, a quick drink before dinner last night up in the cupola, obviously, and all of us are from the four people <laughs> we were with, Tom and, and Mary and his wife from Ave Maria and Deacon Tom, and, you know, we've been here many times it just never gets i took like 25 pictures and i've been here a gazillion times it never gets tiring and you're a fellow believer and so you must really in addition to that peace just see the glory of god here when you look out on the great lakes absolutely i mean think about this and so there's a old tale um so the indians uh the native americans believe that all creation came through our truck if you don't know that that's that's where they believe so this is a godly space not only in the religion and the God that I believe in, yeah. um, but there is something, think about the body of water and, and what that water is. I grew up in Texas. Lakes in Texas are usually man-made. They're about 85 degrees in the summer, and it's, they're not spectacular in any way, shape, or form. But to look at those bodies of water and understand what our God did um, to create all of this right. and, and to bring this beautiful island to life when it ascended, um, from the water, it is, you know, it, I tell people this too. If you walk around the island, get out of the central district, commercial mm-hmm. district, and walk into the island by yourself, or, or if you want spectacular time, is to come in the winter, and it's an incredibly spiritual moment. Yeah. To think about nothing other than you. I mean, you, you hear the snowfall, literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's peaceful. You'll never find a peaceful uh, of a space. And then you really have a kind of interpersonal moment and, it, and it's easy to speak to our our, yeah. our lord and savior and it's, it's just a time to 
to really just slow down. Yeah, I, it's just it's it's incredible, and, and people talk about Michigan and oh, it's so cold, or Detroit gets a bad rap. I said you have no idea how beautiful <laughs> this state is. I mean, even my husband, who's from northeastern Pennsylvania, when we got married, he had never been north of where I went to college, Central Michigan University. Mm-hmm. And so one of our first vacations as a married couple is we came we came up here, and then we did uh, Lake Superior, we did um, Tequamanon Falls, and we did Whitefish Point and, and the beautiful museum there, the Mariner Time uh, Museum. But he was even just awestruck at the beauty and the lakes. And now he's, you know, he never really thought about water much, but now he's just so, both so connected to the water because of being here in Michigan. Something that's really important uh, to you, and I know in speaking with, with John Hill, is to really cater to, to families because family life is really under attack right now. And so this is really important to you, is it not, here at the hotel? It is. You know, in, in order to get away, um, think about all the other times that you can bring your families to, to different spaces. And you can go to those parks. And you go to a lot of other things that enter, that, that take away the attention of the family, of the unit that comes to celebrate a space or a destination. So if you go to one, a, a park or if you go to some of the other things that happen or a major city and you're going at 100 miles an hour, and literally you are, and, and you, you, you leave your hotel room first thing in the morning, you have breakfast, you get in a car, you get mm-hmm. a ferry, you get an Uber, you get whatever, and you've gone and you've raced around. So just because you're the only young man that's in the room and your parents are to the side of you, I'll, I'll share with you that when I grew up with a, a father who was in the airline business and we traveled all over the world, we never stopped. We are actually further, we, we are less engaged on vacation than we ever were at home. So we got to our destination and we just kind of went crazy. And here you can't go crazy. Here is, is the opportunity to sit on the front porch, to play a game of chess, you know, with potentially your, your father, your mother, your grandfather, your grandmother or whatever, but you, you, it forces you to slow down and it forces you to then spend time with those people that you should be spending time absolutely. with. Absolutely. Absolutely. So nice to meet you, David. Give him a round of applause. You did a great job at this hotel. God bless you. Bring Thank a brother you. in the Thank Lord you. and uh, we're going to have a great time as we always do. And what's the website for the Grand Hotel? People it's grandhotel.com. All right, great. Nice to meet you in person. Thank you. Great and we'll you. be right back. We're going to talk about the Halo app and the difference Halo is making. They're one of our sponsors for the Grand Getaway. Woohoo! Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God. I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the president of some country or something. You might get a lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence. And in proportion, as we believe that He is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. What will happen when Jesus Christ comes to judge the living and the dead? On the last day, the Catholic Catechism tells us everything will be laid bare, the deeds, thoughts, and works of all men and women. Then will culpable unbelief be condemned. Culpable unbelief discounts the offer of God's grace as nothing. 
Our attitude toward our neighbor will reveal our acceptance or rejection of God's grace and divine love. Our Lord will say, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Though Christ is given authority over all judgment, a right he acquired by way of the cross as Redeemer of the world, Jesus did not come to judge but to save and to give the life he has within himself. If we reject the grace we receive in this life, we already judge ourselves according to our works. We can even condemn ourselves for all eternity by rejecting the spirit of love. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Boy, this two hours is going by really fast. That's what happens when you have great guests. Of course, it's been great to be joined by John Hale in the first hour, Chuck Adica, one of our media stars at Metro Detroit in the Midwest. Second hour of the program, we had David Jersak, president of the Grand Hotel. Now we've got Kevin Cotter from Halo. And then some priest, I think he's, do you know who he is, Father Michael Schmitz? Have you ever heard of him? Uh, it sounds familiar. Oh, he's already here in the house. Yay, Father! He's coming up next. But Kevin Cotter is with us right now from Halo. Kevin, when this all started with, with the Halo app, did, did you think those behind it, uh, the brainstorms behind it, the, brain, the brains behind it, think it was going to be that successful that quickly and by successful i mean the outreach which is massive yeah it's a great question um you know i think they hadn't they'd start off with an idea I, i've been with hello for about a year and a half we've been around as a company for five years and so they start out this idea that you know just connecting people with prayer and how revolutionary how transformative prayer is and mm-hmm. so they had this inkling of wow there's this power of prayer that we're not tapping into and if we only give people the ability to use it in a technology that they're familiar with, then maybe you can unlock something. And so just during that first month or two when they released the app, they immediately started to see transformation just in their own family and friends. Wow. Because that's really who they started with and trying out the app. And so it was really from that that they said, okay, I think we're on to something. That when people get into uh, you know a daily practice of prayer, something really happens. Obviously, that could be through an app or not through an app, but the app would allow people to, to do that. And um, immediately, they, they saw transformation in family members that were dealing with uh, the loss of a loved one or um, another friend that uh, entered religious life just after a month in prayer. So wow. really, really saw it early on, and that helped really inspire them to keep going and, and go farther. So if those who are behind it are having these powerful experiences, you must be hearing from people who are subscribing to the app, who've downloaded the app, and are using it in terms of the impact it's having on their life. Yeah, that's one of the things I love most about the app is just we hear so much user feedback about the impact that it makes. So people, and they're really their lowest of lows in life a lot of times, uh, just will come and say, this is the thing that pulled me out of this terrible place I was in, whatever it might be because of addiction or because of a loss of a loved one. Um, And then just tremendous amount of people that just say, I didn't pray before, I had the app, and now I pray every day. Mm. And it's absolutely changed my life. That's probably the most frequent one we get. Um, and that just really speaks to the power, power of prayer and, and what God can do when we give ourselves over to him. And, and this is what the church talks about. And this is why I love the church so much, because there's always so much balance. The church doesn't say, you know, that all media are bad or throw the baby out with the bathwater because the church utilizes the media and they have all kinds of teachings on, on social media. I'm going to talk about this with Father Schmitz about the catechism, now his catechism in a year. And the catechism on media and the use of social communications, to me, should be in every newsroom in the country. Not that that's going to happen, but it should be. But what the church gives us is, okay, there's balance. And the Pope has a huge amount of followers on Twitter, Vatican News. We have so many websites, you know, through Ave Maria and EWTN. So this is a proper use of media. And when it's used wisely and well, 
it can do so much good, right? And it's actually, a, you really kind of sub out some of the bad things you can do with the right. phone, right? If right. you're addicted to social media, you just end up scrolling. Well, could you spend that time with God? Right. And, then, and we can say that many times, but when you actually have an app, instead of literally pushing a different app, that would lead mm-hmm. you into a place where you're trying to, a lot of times because you're tired, because you want to be entertained, because whatever it is that causes you to scroll, instead of you give that time over to God and just click a different button, now you're into an experience that is actually going to help you. It's not just going to like entertain you, but leave you empty. It's actually going to satisfy you with our Lord. Um, it's really an, an incredible way to, yeah, really substitute uh, maybe you know, time on, a, on an app that's misplaced. And not doing much with it except scrolling and not really getting much out of it as, as opposed to connecting with God in, in a deeper way. We're talking with Kevin Cotter from Halo. He is uh, with Halo and they're one of the sponsors here for the Grand Getaway. So you do a lot of different things and you, and you kind of come with some really good ideas. Right now, and I saw this on, on your website, you've got a series going on about saints in seven days, right? Yeah, that's uh, one of the biggest things on the app is that we do a challenge each month. And so uh, it's really fun because there's, Lots of different prayers on the app. There's rosaries, there's homilies, uh, there's the daily readings, daily reflections, all sorts of things. But each month we do a challenge and invite all of our users to join into that challenge and do it together as a community. And so this month we actually have uh, kind of like four mini challenges called Saints in Seven Days. And what I love about this is, you know, we all know how influential the saints' lives mm-hmm. are. But a lot of times you either get a little bit of a snapshot of their life, like a, you know, a daily saint. It's like, hey, this person lived at this time. They died at this time. They're in this order. Or it's it feels like a long book. Like, all right, I have to read 300 pages about yeah. this saint I didn't know about. What Saints in Seven Days does in just a week's time walks you through the life of a saint. You really get to know them and get a sense of, okay, this is who they are. This is how they started off in life. And this is what their childhood was like. And here's where the Lord transformed them and um, brought them to a different place and the impact they made. And really through that week, you get to really become friends with that saint, yeah. experience their spirituality, experience their life. And it's, um, it's amazing opportunity to really be transformed by that life. Okay. So I know this, this is a statistic. I'm going to throw this at you because I wrote a book about the saints called girlfriends and other saints and mm. my companions on my journey of faith. There are over 10,000 saints in the Catholic church. So are you going to keep this up to get through <laughs> all of them? That's going to be a long, <laughs> a long series, a great one, but a long series. Yeah. The, the good news is there's lots of material to work with. Yeah. I think the thing that we, we have 2000 tr- years of material, yeah, yeah we've right? got, we've got, uh, we've, we've done four last year and four this year. I think we look for saints that we can really see their story. So I think some saints, you know, they're, they're maybe more obscure. You don't have as much time to, to look at it. But so this time around we have, uh, St. Mary Magdalene, which is a fascinating story. We did St. Nixus of Loyola last week. Oh, that's a good one. This week we're doing, uh, St. Gianna Mola <sighs> and then finishing off with Saints, uh, Augustine and Monica as well. Wow. So, uh, really just trying to dive into their lives and you, even me, I, I know the saints quite well, but you just discover so many new things about their life and so many different aspects. All just surprises you and then speaks to your life. Uh, at different moments in ways that, uh, yeah, you couldn't necessarily see. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a really fun series. I'm so glad you're doing this because I'm always telling, I'm crazy about the saints. In my, in my office at home, my home studio, it looks like a religious bookstore because they have all these images of the saints, especially St. Teresa of Avila, who's mm-hmm. my go-to girl. I was pa- named after her. Patroness of Hallow as yes. well. Oh, is she? Yes. Hey, I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. She's, she's my patron saint. I was named after Beautiful. her. And I just, I just love her to death. I, I love, she's so real with God. Mm. If this is the way you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few, right? I mean, how many times do we all say that? But they're so incredible. And, and people would get so frustrated sometimes with what's happening in the world and the church. It's like, this is not our first rodeo, people. Yeah. Look at the history of the church. And when you see the lives of the saints, 
and what they faced in their time, they give us the ideas and the solution and the way to help address those issues. Not that we can change everything, but it has to start with that personal road to holiness and that relationship with God. Like Sadie Ignatius of Loyola thought he was going to be this great soldier and then had this horrible accident and then was bedridden and said, oh, I guess I'll pick up a few books. And that's how he, he found Jesus yeah. more deeply and the lives of the saints and he wanted to be like them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's one of my favorite lines is, you know, if, if Francis can do this, if Dominic can do this, why can't I? Right. And so when we get to look at the saints, we get to ask that same question to them when we witness their life and say they're real people in real times with really hard things. Right. But they still found a way to grow closer to God through those hard things. Wow, gosh, why can't I? You yeah. know, and that's such a beautiful question for us to, to meditate on and put in our lives, again, more than social media that we're scrolling through, or whatever it might be. Those are the images. Those are the stories. Those are the things we want to fill ourselves with so that we can live lives uh, growing closer to our Lord as well. So you, you're doing these, these uh, the seven saints you mentioned. Who's next in the lineup, may I ask? Can I get a little scoop? Yeah. Oh, you mean for... The oh, seven days. Saints so seven Ignatius days. was last week. Gianna okay. is this Gianna. week. Okay. After, so after Augusta and Monica, we haven't decided. It'll probably be next year. So we, okay. we'll meet as a team. We'll think through. We'll toss out ideas and then uh, try to find our ones. But yeah. How about... One of my, another one of my favorites. There's so many. St. Catherine of Siena would be a great one. I agree. Blessed Pierre Giorgio Rosati. Yeah, I mean, incredible. I agree. Great to meet you. Thanks awesome. for being Pleasure. here. Gosh, the time went fast. Kevin Cotter from Halo. Give him a round of applause. One of our sponsors for this weekend. Up next, Father Michael Schmitz, the one and only. Thank you so much. I have a book for you, too. I'll sign it later and give it to you. Do you have a lonely brain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Loneliness, only enhanced during the pandemic, can actually help alter certain brain patterns, which can lead to various mental health issues like anxiety and depression. Your physical health can be challenged. Even with social media, loneliness is described as an epidemic. Loneliness can be complex, and there's a stigma associated with it. But mindfulness training, what you and I may call quiet and holy time, has been shown to combat loneliness. Pray more, breathe deeply, increase your list of friends, even force being more social. Don't be afraid to gather or appropriately touch others. A hug or a fist bump can signal that you are present with somebody. Let's not forget our priests and religious sisters and brothers. When was the last time you hugged your priest? If you sense somebody you know is lonely, ask them how you can help. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on the lonely brain at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Family life is a ministry. We tend to think of ministry as the churchy stuff we do at church, but the word ministry means doing any activity that communicates God's love to another person. When we help our family love and worship God every day at home, we're doing ministry. When our families cherish each other with Christ's love, we're doing ministry. When our family is kind to others, or when we invite others to our home for godly fun and fellowship, or when we try to attend to each other's needs generously and cheerfully, we're doing ministry by doing things that share God's love with others. The ministry of domestic church life is among the most important ministries of all. And discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life. Check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com.
Thanks to our wonderful live studio audience and to our hosts here at the Grand Hotel. And also thanks to my, my buddy, Father Michael Schmitz. Great to see you again, Father. It's really good to see you yes, in person. Yes, yes. And I know that uh, everyone is so excited that you're here. And beautiful homily last night and great talk afterwards. And I really, really enjoyed it. As, as someone who speaks as you do, it's not often that I can sit and actually listen to another speaker that I really admire. So I really appreciated Thank your you. homily and your talk last night, which was awesome. One of the, the aspects, I think, of what we're seeing now in the church, which I think is super important, I don't know what it is, but it just keeps coming up over and over again. I think we have to be more and more relational with people one-on-one. -on -one. Would yeah. you agree that it's about, it reminds me when you read the book of Acts in the early church, that if we are not present for people, everything else is not going to matter because they don't trust you. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Oh, well, completely, yeah. We were just talking about this last night with some folks, is that... Uh, we live, I, I would say it like this, is that a lot of times people will say things like we live in a hyper information age right now with the internet and whatnot. And that might be true, but also I think we live in a hyper opinion age. And because of that, uh, you don't know who to trust. You don't know who to, like, because you can go to one website that says this is absolutely true. And you go to the next website that says that that is actually not true. And then it's like, well, who do I know? I don't know if I can trust this because it seems like there's just opinions about everything. And so there's, first there's this hyper opinion but then also there's this, this distance we have, right. so a loneliness. And so when it comes to the longing of the human heart is not only for truth, but also is for connection, mm -hmm. that I, I really think that in so many ways, the church, I will say it like this, these kind of things, really helpful. Like to be I was just going to ask you, how important are events like this, a Good News Cruise, these kinds, of, or really a pilgrimage and, uh, with whomever and you, know, you travel, but to be in, in, and not that we have an echo chamber, but to be with people to affirm you and to grow from the relationship with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so important because, because this provides an opportunity. Uh, so I was thinking, thinking like the Halo app or, or um, just resources online that can be really, really helpful or having a talk can be really helpful. Um, but I really do, I am convinced that when it comes to the gospel and Christ's great commission to go make disciples of all nations, that the gospel is not going to be advanced from a stage. Um, it's going to be advanced through family and friendships mm -hmm. because that's, that's what people need the most. That's what right. they long for. That's what they have least, the least amount of. And so truly, it, unless we're really, really willing to not to sacrifice in some ways the big splash and Pope Benedict talked about this years ago he said that what we want to see is we want to see like the big movement in the church he says but we can't forget the lesson of the mustard seed that the kingdom of God Jesus even says it starts out as the smallest of all seeds unless we're willing to actually take that time to say okay no this is my this is my uh my field, and that's called my family. Mm -hmm. um, this is my field. This is these two friendships or the, these two relationships or, or these four people in my life. That's where conversion happens, and that's right. where growth happens. And if I can't, if I'm not willing to do that, then I'm not, not really willing yeah. uh, to do what Jesus said, which is to make disciples. Amen. Uh, you recognize a voice, of course, uh, Father Michael Schmitz from the Diocese of Duluth, where he works with college students and young people, and also really works with all of us because of his very successful uh, podcasting, Bible in a Year, Catechism in a Year. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, how it's taken off. Both. Yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you, I, this is a question, this is just me, the nosy reporter, but I mean, I, I've followed you for a long time, but how did this start in terms of, okay, you, you get the call to the priesthood, you go into the seminary and become a priest, you're, you're a, a gifted uh, communicator, obviously, but when did you really feel the call to, okay, I have to do something in a big way for the Lord in terms of utilizing the tools of, of media? When did that happen? Yeah, that's really kind of funny because it, it was, um, just a matter of, of it, almost everything I've done is just a matter of saying yes to someone's mm -hmm. invitation. And so um, 
I was assigned to the University of Minnesota Duluth in 2005. So I've been there. Well, this will be, be the start of my 19th year, I think, Aww. if I can do math right. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it was in 2007, one of our students said, hey, you should put your homilies online. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of self-aggrandizing. Uh, maybe not. And they're like, no, 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 be helpful for us because we have students who are here. And then they leave and they, like, you, you're a spiritual right. father for them here. Would it be great for them to be able to, you know, go, you go with them? And I was like, okay, we'll do that. Um, and so that was someone else's idea. So that started in 2007. And then um, someone at one point uh, from, remember Lighthouse Media? Yes. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one man who works at Lighthouse, he, his son was listening to his iPod. And he's like, what band are you listening to? He's like, oh, no, I'm listening to a priest's homilies. And he was like, really? And so he passed on, on some. And they, they said, can, they reached out and said, can we make some of these homilies into like a talk, into a CD? I was doing some series. And like, I'm like, sure, yeah, go ahead. And then I was invited to do some more talks. I'm like, sure, go ahead. And then in tw- 2015, Ascension contacted me. Well, I did some things with Ascension. They invited me to be part of a thing called The Chosen, or not The Chosen. That's a whole different thing. Um, chosen. They wanted you to play Jesus. I mean, I was like, I'm so busy, I can't do it. Um, I know this guy named John. You can call him. Um, and uh, and uh, what was I saying? Oh, Chosen. Uh, yes. this journey, your journey to confirmation was a confirmation prep yes. program. Yeah. Did that. And then another thing called Alteration was up at the Mass. And at one point, 2014, 2015, they said, you know, this is great. We make all this content. Ascension does that are CDs and DVDs and the Bible studies and things, but they said, but people live on YouTube. And so we're thinking about setting up a YouTube channel that people just can access for free and we can just get the message of the gospel out. Would you be willing to make five to 10 minute videos every week uh, explaining the faith? I'm like, ah, sure. So they came up and set up a camera and said, okay, press record, press stop, upload it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll do yeah. that. And, and that, was, that was just you know saying yes to all these invitations. The one thing that was my idea was in 2020, where I was like, wait, there's, is this too long? Am I going No, no, no. This okay. is, I, no, it's not too long, is it? It's great, isn't <laughs> I it? We're loving sure it. Yeah. That I'm like, you're like drifting off, not yeah. you, but like, you know. <laughs> um, is that in 2020, there was uh, this, some stuff happened. And, um, and I remember it being, it was, you know, April or so. And I found myself being really uh, distracted. And I always use the terms distracted and distressed mm-hmm. because I was listening to all this, you know, wisdom of the world. Like all the people have opinions and I'm like, yeah, I need to know more about this. And what's this, ha- what's, what's going on in the world now? And, and what are the smart people saying about this? And that all I did was I would make need- you tense, right? Yeah, and, 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 and stressed and everything else. And yeah. I need mm-hmm. to hear what the next person had to say. And the next person had to say, the next person had to say, I was just flitting from thing to thing. At the same time, I was uh, reading the book of judges in the old Testament. And it was just, I was really convicted by the fact that, oh, this is nothing new. Like this, right. what we're going through is not the worst that's been. I mean, if you read Judges, it's generations of people of Israel living with just in the midst of chaos and what seemed like abandonment from God. And it seemed like that they had abandoned God. And, you know, one of the lines in Judges is, in those days, there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And I think, oh, wow. wow, That sounds familiar. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so so I reached out and I thought, and also there's this great book called From um, Christendom to Apostolic Mission. It's written by Monsignor Shea from uh, Umary out in mm-hmm. Bismarck. It's just phenomenal. One of the things he writes is that he points out that we're no longer living in Christendom, but that we can't actually rely upon the culture. We, you can't rely upon, I'm going to teach my children the faith, and then the culture around, there, around us are going to support us in that. That's, that's done. That's gone. That's, no, that's no, no longer a reality. It's no longer Christendom. It's now Apostolic Mission, which is we are, find ourselves in the place of the apostles again. Where the early church, right? the early church, yeah, where mm-hmm. the culture is not friendly with us, the culture doesn't like us, doesn't culture doesn't want what we have to offer, 
we still have to offer it because the commission's the same, right? The, the command is the same to go out and make disciples. And so he's one of the things he says we have to do is recover a biblical worldview. And it's been, I think for generations now, it's been lost. I think it's, this is not just first generation where, where people don't know the Bible. I think that it is, it is multiple, and not just Catholics too. People always say, oh, the Catholics don't know the Bible. Um, if you, they've done sur- surveys across the country uh, for years now, uh, we don't have a biblical imagination. Right. So we read, so I'm, all these things are filtering in. And I was like, well, hey, dear Ascension, I've got this idea. Uh-huh. And I reached out and said, um, can we have a Bible and catechism in a year? And I'd like to be the one to do it. And they're like, great idea. Let's only do the Bible at first and let's do the catechism later on. So I remember when we were on the cruise and you were telling me that because the Bible in a year was just taking off and you were talking about the catechism in a year. And I think that in addition, obviously, to Scripture, because we know the word, I always say Bible is an acronym, basic instructions before leaving earth. But I think for me, the catechism and the encyclicals of the church, the teachings, the, the, the documents, the doctrines are what saved my life. Because when I started reading it and studying it, and Dominic had been back in the church for a while, and as a reporter, I started to connect the dots, and I'm yeah. like, holy cow, where have I been all these years? I could have had a V8 because the church was speaking about things that were important to me. My identity as a woman, talking about the media, because my whole world was media. Yeah. And I'm like, and my gosh, the church actually talks about this stuff. Who knew? And so it's just, they're so important to know because so many people, as I did, even though I had a really good Catholic education in grade school, I got pulled into the world very young. But then when I came back and started to read the encyclicals, the writings of John Paul II or, or Pope Paul VI with Humana Vitae, which was a total huge eye-opener for me. Me too. It's like, are you kidding me? Where has this been all my life? And then just to break the catechism open for people, to encourage them even just pick it up and read it. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it's so remarkable. One of the things that keeps coming back up is uh, we're pretty much all of us, hopefully, we all find ourselves in a parish um, and not going from parish to parish, but in one parish. And that's good and that's that, that stability is awesome and you get to like put down roots, but also at the same time, that parish will be limited. It's limited in what it can offer us, which is just the reality. It's not a bad thing. It's just what it is. Um, and so we sometimes get the flavor of the pastor or we get the flavor of the person who's teaching at, in your parish. The catechism is great because it's like, okay, here's all the flavors. So that if you read the whole thing or listen to the whole thing, what you're getting is not just, oh, this is our priest, we love him, he's great, whatever. Uh, we're not just getting his flavor or his take on something. We're right. getting, oh, here's what the church teaches actually, not just the accent of uh, the particular priest, which right. is awesome because as priests, we're just you know, limited human beings. We only know what we know. Well, but I think understanding that all of this truth comes from God and everything goes back to him. Yeah. And that's why I, I love, uh, of course, I'm not a huge fan, in addition to a great priest like you, but Father Robert Spitzer, who's yeah. amazing oh and gosh, does such amazing. a great he's job of, of backing up the beauty and the reality of church teaching with, with secular studies and secular mm-hmm. information when you read the catechism it just makes sense like that because the church is reflecting on the world but who created the world hello god and yet we think that the church has nothing to offer us right right so in terms of the catechism what's next you're going to do encyclicals what are you gonna do? i think you should do encyclicals <laughs> next what do you think i think that um my bishop has said this is great <laughs> uh, i need you to build a church now and so uh we have a uh, our campus at the University of Minnesota Duluth um, is based, I've been, as I said, I've been on campus for 19 years or so, and we've been based out of this little house, and so we have mass in our two-car garage every day, and we go on to campus on Sundays for, for mass, and mm-hmm. so he said it's time to uh, build a church and a Newman Center, and so that's the uh, next thing. And as soon as that gets done, then we get to do another in-a-year thing. But oh, good. Okay. But until that, until then, 
uh, it is, uh, it's trying to build a church. But as Connie Chung said years ago to, uh, who was it, uh, somebody's mother, just between you and me, uh, what do you think about in the future? What would you like to do? I know you have to obviously be obedient <laughs> and build a church. I just kind of want to get a little scoop here. I don't know. Come on, Padre. I don't know. <laughs> I, I tell you, like, I'm not, so... The so it's, it's up to really the Holy Spirit and how they do The it. only idea I've ever had is let's Bible. do the Bible and the catechism. And so uh, everyone else is just saying yes to the next opportunity. Yeah. I think so, it would be really, I think it would be really cool though, because so many people never bothered to crack open any of the, the, the doctrines or especially the encyclicals or just like the papal letter to women, for example, yeah, that yeah. is just like phenomenal from John Paul II. It's yeah, just I, like, you know. And also one of the things about uh, encyclicals is that they're written and no one reads them. Um, yeah. and, and, and so one of the, kind of like, kind of like the catechism in some ways, I, I think I love audiobooks because yeah. you don't get stopped on, I, I'm, you're reading one paragraph and you're like, huh, what does that mean? But if you're reading, listening to an audiobook, they keep moving and you have to kind of catch up and keep up. And I like that because I think that's how encyclicals are for me is yeah. sometimes like, well, this is so deep. I don't even know where to go with this. Go to the next paragraph. That's a yeah. good way to do it. Yeah. So maybe maybe the audio, audio of encyclicals. Can we make suggestions to Ascension Press? Yeah. And write them and maybe suggest? Well, they just, I think they just came out with, um, they have a couple Dominicans who are doing some books. I think they did Introduction to the to the Devout Life last year. Okay. And they just came out with Confessions of St. Augustine uh, this year. Awesome. Right, recently. And so, and they're getting some big books. That's great. Well, thank you for, for your yes and, and for just following the Holy Spirit and going along. And, okay, Lord, what do you want me to, and what you said last night about when you're given a gift, it has to be used. And I would think that this uh, amazing man of God is using his gifts, right? Yes. This will wrap up with a really good praise and worship story from our own parish in suburban Detroit, St. Joan of Arc, where, where Dom is a deacon there, and that's my parish where I grew up, and we're back in it. We, we just love it so much. We were doing um, Father John Mercado's Rescued series, right? Amazing. And there were a lovely couple at our table, and she was raised Catholic. Now she's in the evangelical church with her husband. Wonderful couple. He was raised Baptist. Now they're in this church together. He was really touched by the, the um, pre- preaching and teaching of Father John Mercardo and then started to do more reading and started to listen to your catechism. And he's way ahead of everybody now in our parish. And he's, he's coming into the Catholic wow. Church, and you are a big part of that reason. So That's thank incredible. you for, for what you're amazing. doing and how God uses you. So uh, where do you go next? You go, you're going to Michigan because you're speaking in, in down Detroit. to Detroit. You're speaking at the St. John Center. Yeah, yeah. And I think I had Jack Rasul on the program the other day who organized it, and he said that they only have... 1,200 seats. And so anybody out there in, Mich- in Detroit land, if you're planning on seeing Father tomorrow night, the St. Mm-hmm. John Center, I think the doors open at 6. I would suggest getting there at noon because I think it'll be, <laughs> I think it'll be that crowded. Father, good to see you. Thank good you. Give him a round of applause. Thanks Thank to you. our live audience. Thanks to the crew back in Ann Arbor, Andrew Kruchek, and, of course, EW10. Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for me tomorrow as we travel. Safe travels for everyone. And we'll talk to you on a Wednesday. Ciao, ciao. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. Tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. 
And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Thank you for coming, you guys, this morning. It means a lot. Toss it over to Father Mike to wrap us up in prayer this morning. Let's just say a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, I give you praise and glory. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the beginning of of this day. Help us to walk with you in the power of your spirit, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, throughout the course of this day, into this evening, and for the rest of our lives. May Almighty God bless you all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Michael Schmitz, our live audience, and we'll talk to everybody on Wednesday. Vanessa's filling in tomorrow. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.